content warning. This episode contains violence, descriptions of blood, gore, night terrors, strangulation, loss of agency, and the deceptive manipulation of olivaus. Hello, I'm Porisu, or I shall get used to saying Shinjo Porisu. I have seen many things through my life on the waves, many highs, much more lows, but I never saw anything as the opportunity could get amnesty for me and my people. I am happy that before I leave this realm, I am witnessing the beginning of something new. These magistrates, they brought hope to me, but they brought death to these lands and their requisition that we assist in their mission to spread more debt. We are able to turn them into a more amenable direction and we hope that they will listen to our suggestions. We want to thank those that helped them find wisdom so far, especially Mati and Wakad Maki, and you helped their journeys. So I guess Minoru wakes up, comes downstairs after checking to make sure the bandages on his arm are fresh and clean. Uh, yeah, I, I think Hajime is already downstairs. Um, he looks um, less composed by a pretty significant margin. He has dark circles under his eyes. He looks very tired um, and he is uh, dressed kind of sloppily compared to the usual. Um, there is a pretty large spread in front of him that he is um, only just kind of picking at. And um, Iko is sitting with him. Um, and they're talking quietly, I think. Aiko-san. Hajime-san. Where is Yuzume? I, I believe she already went back upstairs. She uh, said that she had some things to take care of. I, I uh, apologize, uh, Minoru-sama. I, I did not really inquire after what she was, uh, what she was doing. And Minoru sits down. Ah, uh, Aiko, can you fetch Izume for me? Let's figure out where we're going to, how we're going to catch Nagokita. Yeah, um, Hajime looks like sort of uncomfortable. He won't make eye contact, but he starts to. Um, I think he gets something pretty simple. Um, like just a, like probably grabs a pretty large chunk of rice uh, in his chopsticks and just sort of kind of puts it into his mouth so that he can't just immediately start talking because I think he's just extremely uncomfortable right now. When Aiko uh, finally does bring Yuzume down, she has a similar kind of look on her face. She's trying to hold herself a bit more professionally. It looks like she actually tried getting ready this morning. But she's very clearly shaken up. And when she comes to sit down, she doesn't look Minoru in the eyes. She keeps her gaze very much at the table in front of her and just says, Good morning, my lord. Good morning, Yuzume-san. Minoru tries to join Ajme in eating just some basic rice, something just to fill the stomach but not upset it. Eat, and then we'll have to figure out this Nagukita problem. If, uh, if I may, Minoru-san, I, I, I do not see at this point how we can effectively engage with someone like Lord Nagokita. It seems that at this point he is very well defended both by the circumstances in which he surrounds himself and perhaps even by soldiers as well. I am not quite certain how to approach this. Have you any specific thoughts? I attempted to request some troops from the local lord, from he, from the Shinjo, and they have refused it. I'd rather not force the issue. I I do have an idea. It's not something I am doing, suggesting do lightly, but I think it might be best for us to dress as wandering monks. We know Nagokita is, of course, holed up in a temple to the fortune of knots. I think it might be best for us to at least perform some important reconnaissance in humbler clothes. 
I recognize that perhaps this particular type of approach may be more familiar to uh, to you, Minoru-san. I am not sure that I am entirely comfortable uh, with open deception as such, respectfully. Hajime-san, I do not think it is something... If we had another option available to us, I would prefer to use it. But we don't have the troops here to do any... To storm the temple. We don't have the local support to simply ambush Nagokita as he leaves the temple. We must at least understand how the temple is laid out if we are to get those things and know how to apply them best. We must carefully gather information. And I foresee no other way to do so. Very well. Uh, if you would. So, um, Hajime-san, why don't you get a little bit of rest? We're going to be traveling hard for the rest of today. Walking no horses, caring what goods we'll have on our back. Why don't you go up and get a little bit extra rest? You look positively exhausted. When Minoru says that Hajime has to kind of disguise a look of outright fear and and discomfort in a way and i think he is mostly successful but if anyone was paying close attention they would see at least a flicker of that and he bows and says i will uh, freshen up and maybe go relax for a moment and i will meet you when we are prepared to uh, prepared to travel and he bows and excuses himself upstairs to his room. Uh, I think he is probably still extremely shaken about what happened last night, so he's trying very hard to be overly cognizant of, of his surroundings as he goes. Once Hajime is gone and Eiko filters out as well, Yuzume raises her head just a, a little bit, but still doesn't quite look Minoru in the eye and says, My lord, is there anything that I might do for you? Yuzume-san, I will need your help to instruct myself, Aiko Hajime, on the proper prayers and chants that a group of wandering monks would know. You, would, you are the most familiar with that sort of thing. If I might, my lord, it may be better to pose as pilgrims. They would not be expected to know quite so much as a monk would, and it would put the mission in less jeopardy, particularly when the crane among us are perhaps not as suited to this style of reconnaissance. She looks away slightly. She's clearly very nervous about giving opposing advice. Yazume-san, this is why I require you. Your counsel in most of these matters is wise and provides me with thoughts I never, ever would have considered on my own. And I shall endeavor to continue to counsel you as long as you would have me, my lord. Shall I help the others get ready once they have had some time to collect themselves? Absolutely, Yazume-san. It will be one of the most important tasks you've ever been given. Very well. And she uh, rises and uh, exits, giving him a lot more of a formal bow than she has in a a very long time and heads back upstairs. At that point, Minoru goes out. Minoru knows what wandering pilgrims look like. He's spent lots of time at various temples along the road and uh, starts gathering the right clothes and the basket hats and the sort of things they would wear. So you resume your journey, and what are your changes in look? Minoru grabs some generic homespun-looking traveling pilgrim clothes, a basket hat, tucks his weapons so that they're not noticeable, honestly, in a tactic straight out of Nagakita's monk's book. Uh, Yuzume is going to change into that, into her inconspicuous clothes. Um, She's going to take off her mask, keep that somewhere safe, and I think like really dirty up her face and clothes so that it looks like she's been on the road for a long time. And if the others aren't doing that to themselves, she is just going to be like, no, you look too clean. You don't look like you've been traveling. She's going to she's going (laughs) to she's going to undo all of that work that Aiko did on Hajime's hair. 
Yeah, I think Hajime almost certainly went to his room to try and go make himself look less conspicuous and then realizes that he's never dressed not conspicuous in his entire life because that's literally one of his big things is being very ostentatious. And then he just goes to use his room and is just like, what do I do? I have no idea how to do this. So yeah, she'll uh, explain how to just dress like you're not trying to draw attention to yourself. You know, ties his hair up very loosely, again, messes it up. The whole time he's just like, I don't get it. Was this, why do people do this? Why would, they, why would anyone want to do this? Not everybody has two hours in the morning to make themselves look beautiful, my dear. Sometimes you just have to get up and get on with your day. He looks generally horror, or like genuinely horror struck by even, even the thought, how dare. I recommend as we're walking to the shrine every now and again, just step in a puddle if you see one, you know, splash some water on yourself. Just make it look as though you've been walking for a long time. But you zoom it, son, that will dirty that will dirty my clothes. And you can clean them afterwards and wear them again and they will be fine. He just he just he just stares shocked and saddened out the window. He has his fan out. He's just fanning himself very aggressively. Well, make the most of it while you can, because you can't use that while we're walking. I think, yeah, it's just like his 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 mouth just openly hangs like just hangs open. And he just walks back to his room, just very, very defeated looking. Use male poker head out of the door and be like, does anybody else need some assistance looking like they woke up and started journeying or are we too busy making ourselves look pretty instead? Minoru just looks at Aiko. He's like, Aiko, you're doing a great job. After Yuzume says, she says out to the rest of the end, we all hear something very loudly bang onto the floor in Hajime's room, but there is no answer. I have to undo all the work that I put into earlier today. Iko knows this will be a lot of work to pull up later. And this is still the entire concept does not rest well with Iko at all. He is not pleased by the fact that he is now adopting the tactics of the same man that has been scorned as dishonorable and shunned from society. He is not comfortable with the fact that his boss is so easily accepting of stooping to dishonorable tactics and he is not pleased that this entire pursuit is going the way it is oh hajime considering your conflict before what is your reaction that taiku seems to be more annoyed by this than he was at the deaths yesterday you know honestly i don't even know if that thought has occurred to hajime yet i don't know if he's even really thought that far if he were to if it were to occur to him it would definitely it would be sort of like a it might be something that he would talk to Aiko about later, you know, in one of kind of their sort of alone moments where they're just like hanging out and doing crane stuff. But I think that for now, it's kind of if it's anything, it's just sort of a quiet kind of unsettled feeling. So yeah, you managed to look like a perfectly normal group of pilgrims. Let's be honest, you probably exaggerate. Uh, in trying to pass as lower class, because let's be honest, there's enough of samurai pilgrims, but you seem to be erring in the side of of caution. And you make your way towards Sutori. It is a tiny hamlet. There's really only three buildings. Well, three things that are the closest possible to a permanent building. There is a couple of workshops, uh, there is a workers' barracks, and there seems to be a lumber mill. And as you cross Satori, you see three children playing, and one of them is familiar. You recognize Yoshi. And nearby, operating something that you have absolutely no idea what it is because you never performed any labor in your life and don't have any such skill is Maiko that is pedaling what seems to be a weird contraption that it spins and goes wrong and hood is being applied to it and you cannot figure out what it is. 
you can see Mako working at one of the workshops and Yoshi playing around the hamlet. Yeah, I think we need to look for a route that doesn't draw any attention from Yoshi or from Mako. Seconded. Like, would would Yuzume know this just as, as part of, like, basic Shugenja stuff? Like, is there a chance that Yoshi is going to know that she's there because, you know, his friends are going to be chatty? Yeah, you know, there's a chance that if uh, he communes with the spirits that they're going to learn that you were there. Is there anything she can do to try to prevent that? Can try to banish the spirits. No, I think he'd notice that. <laughs> um, yeah, then he'll notice the absence, but then we will not know why. I feel, I don't know, do you think it's best we just risk it? Or should I try to quietly make his buddies go away for a little bit? Let's risk it and just move fast. Continuing to the temple, it is a very tiny one. Again, it's dedicated to uh, an obscure... Uh, Fortune, Seven Okami, the Fortune of Knots. And this is, all you heard was correct, an Agokita's base of operation. Uh, there seems to be a nice walls behind and behind the gate, as you enter and leave your horses, you can see a two stories building, the central temple. And you can see plenty of uh, vegetables, gardens around it. And in a kind of uh, secluded courtyard, there seems to be the homes for the monks that live in this place. And next to the entrance, there seems to be a small guest house with two or three rooms. And there seems to be some kind of pavilion on the north side of the temple, a bit secluded from the rest of the complex, half behind the main building and hidden by the trees that flank the vegetable gardens. Minoru is going to act like a normal pilgrim. He's going to pay proper respects at various shrines, while at the same time keeping an eye out for someone who fits what Nagokita looks like, according to the people we've taught. That's the thing. Nobody gave you a physical description of Nagokita. Mm, you seem to be received by what seems to be initiated and acolytes, and they take you some basins of water and some light food, and they seem to be expectant to see if there are any offerings that you are giving to the to the monastery. But they seem mostly uh, interested in leaving you alone, as you seem to be so tired from the road, and honestly, you don't look very wealthy. You would have gotten a couple of zenny to throw into the offering bowl just to kind of blend in. Most of these people give what they can. And as soon as we're alone, I'm going to try to sneak around. Okay, so you are trying to merge in, right? Right, I'm blending in. Are you approaching the, the quarters of the monks or are you meeting the monks that are working on the vegetables gardens? So my plan was to go over to the vegetable monks working in the vegetable garden and say that, you know, while we don't have a lot of money to offer, we are all possessed of a strong back. And so we will help out where we can. While your boss is sneaking around, what are the three other peasants doing? Aiko will be looking at any food supplies, I guess, uh, or if if the the general attitude and work of the monks or any of the individuals here look different from just the monastic traditions. Yeah, you look around and you see that there are plenty of monks that they don't seem to be doing any work, nor any prayer or meditating. And you are pretty confident that at least half of them are Nagokita's men. 
Uh, yeah, Asahina, I think is, I'm trying to, with some degree of like surreptitiousness, I'm trying to see if there is a particular one of these monks that carries himself like someone of nobility, like, you know, that kind of would stand out as monks go. Yeah, not from the people that you can see from the guest house. Most of them, they seem very grand visit to do whatever is necessary and get dirty or monks pleased by your offer and they don't raise questions as you go around and you don't attract any suspicious and you go shit chatting between them as they go on with your work and manage to get away from doing actually anything uh, and you manage to cross the entire length of the vegetable gardens and find yourself leaning against one of the trees that seem to be acting as windbreakers. And then on the other hand, you uh, see what might pass as a small shrine or a tea house. It seems to be secluded from the rest. The garden there is much nicer. It's not a vegetable garden. It's a proper garden, as in fitting for a samurai's home. And honestly, it seems that whatever place this is, it's way better maintained than the rest of the monastery. I'm going to just very casually, very offhanded. Oh, what a lovely guest house. Is anyone currently staying in there? The monks say, that's not a guest house. That is where the mysteries of the kami reveal themselves. That is only for the abbot and the most august members. Oh, understood. Yeah, and it does not take much for you to realize that they are uh, lying. You get the feeling that that was true once, but let's just change it. While his fellow travelers are very deep in prayer, as is befitting a holy focused righteous person, Minoru is going to keep doing all sorts of little, any little chore that they'll give him and try to learn as much as he can. We'll try to do that, but they get pretty annoyed as you actually start working because you seem way too incompetent and you actually keep getting in their way. You can see that a few of them, they excuse themselves and you can see them going in the direction of the monks' quarters uh, towards some of the bulkier monks. And you figure that the jig is out and they are going to get probably Nagokita's men to keep an eye on you. What do you do? You have to act fast. I'm going to, as quickly as possible, head back. And if they're following, I'm going to lean in and I'm going to whisper to Yuzume, because she's a very, she's clever. I am lightly injured on air. Does that mean I, that means I lose a die, right? Yeah, so you are pretty fast and sneaky, and you managed to enter on the guest house for through one of the windows, and you whisper Yuzume to join you quietly. What you need? I think you're going to quite enjoy this task, Yuzume. I need you to pretend I'm an absolute moron and defend me to these monks. You're my brother. You're tired. Lie down. I do just that. So Yuzume will kind of stand up in the middle of the guest house and just like start acting as though she's kind of annoyed at him she'll just be frowning and start you know, she'll she'll tap her toes and shake her head and cross her arms and that sort of thing and grumble to herself yeah three burly looking monks they stand at the door and they look inside i'm sorry pilgrims but some of our brothers have been complaining that uh, their work has been disturbed by one of us. I would want to request that you stay inside the guest house until you resume your journey. I'm so sorry for whatever my brother has done. Is there, is there nothing I can do, any, any work I can do inside? Just anything to make up for it. And do you want to use this as an excuse to, to get out of the guest house? I think I think at the moment it's more like just trying to make sure that they leave them alone because I think 
But if she can get the chance to get out of the guest house and do any extra snooping, then great. Yeah, if you just want them to get to leave them alone, they are happy. They just want to be sure that you remain on the guest house. It's not the first time that happens. And, you know, they just usually nudge the pilgrims to stay in the guest house and there are no problems. So this is still how they are acting. So what do you convince them that you are good at? I think I think it's probably best to stick to something that might have an ounce of truth in it. So maybe like offering to help keep the shrine clean or, you know, just anything around that inside, like help people find things if they're, you know, if they want to pray, that sort of thing. Collect offerings and take them to the right place. They seem quite taken with this idea and they seem convinced that each of them have a brilliant idea. And they say, oh, there is a place that uh, that has, needs a careful touch when cleaning. We would be glad if you could check it before you resume on your journey. Oh, of course. Anything to make up for my idiot brother. I am Again, I am so sorry. Thank you for giving me the chance. They escort you past the vegetable garden, past the trees, and they take you into this to the tower and you enter inside and it is extremely well decorated. It is almost like like we would expect the reception hall for a lord. And back to you, there seems to be this man, a tower of muscles and air, and filled with scars across his body, and feeling almost to the point of explosion, a saffron robe that seems to be made of way finer material than the other monks. And you realize to your great strife that this is probably Nagokita. And what do you feel that makes you so stressed? It's a combination of things. First, she's stressed because there was this worry in the back of her mind that trying to cover for Minoru wouldn't work. After the last couple of days, she's already felt like she's let him down too many times. Then there's being led straight here. And she's remembering everything that Matsu Midori told her about Nagokita, about how, you know, he, you shouldn't let him get close and you shouldn't let him say anything to try to sway you. And she's trying to keep that all in mind, but it's, it's a lot. She didn't expect to be here on her own. One of the monks says, brother, and the middle-aged man turns, giving him a terrifying side glance, and the man shrivels back. Uh, Brother, please, uh, we have found someone that uh, can help you with uh, the cleaning, that is, so that you don't have to suffer the unbearable dust that you have been complaining so much about, so that your work can continue in peace. And his gaze turns to you, Yuzumi, and he looks you from top to bottom. What is your name, sister? Hatsu. What is my mother's? You must serve a very generous leech, someone that understands the odds of vassalage and their duties. And his eyes immediately fall on your leg. You said I couldn't work without it, decorated it to make it look nice. I thought that it might be fun for the kids, you know? Are there many spider lilies where you come from? I just, I had the chance to smell some when I was younger. I, th I thought they were nice. I can barely remember the last time I saw some spider lilies. It's been a while for me too. Please leave us alone, he says to the other monks, brothers, and they leave. And he keeps studying you to see what you do. suppose I should get started. Is there uh, anywhere that you keep the brooms? Uh, the other brother said there was dust. Yes, the third floor is a mess. Some birds got there. Oh, they can be messy. I'll, uh, I'll make my way up there then. He nods. As you move there, he follows you and you can see small tests that uh, he does to see if you're paying attention and how much do you act. 
but you feel confidence that uh, you caught every single attempt and uh, you're pretty sure that he does not seem suspicious. They go back to the first floor, leaving you alone to do the cleaning. And indeed, it's a mess. It seems a few bats and owls and quite a few sparrows have been attracted here. And you realize that this is an extreme well-decorated room. And you can see an explaining that lacquered armor and an intricate kabuto as well as an extensive collections of books. What kinds of books? Well, a lot of them seem to be about warfare, but there seems also to be a few pillow books, and uh, inside what is a fake container, you can see a lot of letters. Okay. I think she'll start doing actual cleaning, and then maybe just do a quick double take to make sure that she is being unwatched before she starts looking at letters. The letters and uh, you see that there are a lot of reports from different uh, samurai about the productions of the region, about the taxes that they should be levied, and you see a lot of requisition forms, a lot of uh, stuff that seems to be stolen, uh, spread across the land. You also see a couple of orders to have the tax collected to be taken to the third floor in Shiro Nagokita. And more interesting, you can see a lot of correspondence with one Tamiku. And to see that Nagokita has been in a lot of communication with them over the last six months. They seem to be trying to reach some kind of deal. That's fun. (laughs) She'll put those papers back and do a bit more cleaning. I'm still weighing up if it's worth trying to do anything to just mess with the armor like last time, because, you know, there might be other, like Yoshi's definitely around. And yeah, she's kind of on her own. So you are finished with with your work as you hear Lord Nagokita climbing the stairs and he looks at your work and seems impressed. Well, I be damned. None of the monks here seem to have had much success carrying the birds away, much less cleaning their debris. You seem to know very well what you're doing. Well, it's easy to scare the birds away. Used to do it all the time for fun when I was little, didn't I? It's a pity that you have to continue on a pilgrimage. There could be a future for you here. Do you think? I mean, even, even, well, I love him very much, but my brother did cause a bit of trouble and I, I don't want to leave him. Well, your brother, I was told, is quite foolish and he seems to have been blessed with a smart system able to think for the two of them. Again, I cannot be as generous as your liege. Something like that is outside of my means, but if you would be in need of work for some reason, or you would wish to stay in these lands instead of returning to yours, I'm sure that I could find a place for the two of you. Oh, that's 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 so kind of you. I, I I'd have to talk to him first, of course, but thank you. I, I wasn't expecting that. Tomorrow, please pass here. I want to leave you with a token of my appreciation to. Accompany you on your journey. I think it is the minimum I can do after the service you lent me today. But I'm not in debt for you or your leech. Again, that's that's so kind of you. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I will have a chat with my brother and yes, alright, I will do that. And as you leave, you can see him starting to go through the books that you were looking before and pulling out some wink and wink well and start writing something. So you made your way back without problems. Somehow. Yeah, she'll uh, head back to Minoru and see if she can gesture at the others to join them. How it goes, the the briefing. But yeah, if if everybody follows her, then once they're in the room together, she'll uh, just slump down on the bed and exhale. I met a certain someone. Oh, did you, sister? 
And that certain someone knows someone that we might be looking for, my lord. Oh, well, if it's the person I'm thinking of, it it may be best to move quickly and recover what evidence we can of them from their belongings. On the third floor. He uh, doesn't seem to have suspected me, offered to keep me on, actually. Do we have any idea how many of the initiated monks are in here? At least half of the local monks have worldly concerns on their mind. I would like the three of you to prepare for us to make a sudden departure tonight, very late in the evening, after I go on a brief walk. There is an audible sigh from Iko's basket head. Once again, unless someone has a cleverer idea. The only one I could think of is he wants to meet me tomorrow. There's uh, a gift we might give him back, perhaps. I was hoping to have my walk at night so that his numerous bandits, <laughs> his, not bandits, his numerous monks will be mostly asleep. Taking walks at night is a healthy hobby. Asahina-san, would you be comfortable joining me for this midnight walk? If not, I'm more than happy to take it alone. Of course, Bayushi-sama. I would be most grateful for your company. So what do we see when we see the two sword bros at the foot of the tower? And as they await for the last lamp on the third floor to go off. Minoru is, he has back on, it might just be a simple strip of cloth, but he has that on under his basket hat. He's helping Hajime put on hand wraps to keep from skinning his palms. Making sure Hajime's weapons are ready and not saying anything, but just doing that very like careful adjustment to make sure he's ready. Who's going to be the first one? Hey, here's a question. Can can Minoru go first? Because he he has he's having arm problems, isn't he? Minoru will go first. Yes, but Minoru can't feel his fingertips, but he can see them. It's going to be a little treacherous. Basically, you are taking such a lead that Hajime just has to follow exactly where you are going. But uh, this is clearly taking a toll on you. And when you reach to the third floor, well, barely holding together and almost a nervous wreck. Minoru is a nervous wreck because it's not that this is a bad thing. Minoru has, that's his training is to do these sorts of things, but it's the fact that he's making Hajime's hands just as dirty. And Minoru's always taken a little bit of pride in the fact that he could do this sort of thing by himself and no one else had to take on the shame except for him. And the fact that now he's having to rely on Hajime some to help him, and in this task in particular, is just making him feel like the worst. Because you're all so well, and Hajime is following on your footsteps. As you arrive and sneak inside, you can see a futon, where is, there is a bulky mass of who you assume to be Lord Nagokita. And... His chest seems to be going up and down at regular movements. You have one quick action that you can do before Asahina is here. Choose wisely. Minoru is going to try and cut the throat of Nagokita before Hajime gets in here. Tell me, how do you look when you are delivering a strike that is going to decapitate Lord Nagokita? Minoru Minoru hates this guy. He represents everything Minoru hates about criminals of the samurai caste. He's weaponized the celestial order to hurt people who have no recourse. So Minoru looks pleased with himself. Almost gleeful. This is the first time since Minoru's taken over that he's taking any pleasure in his job. In your moment of glee... He turns to dread as you realize that he just skipped the last breath. And as your sword is falling down, as you are compromised, you can hear the, uh, the sound of still being drawn. And 
as you are going to strike him, something harm strikes against your chest. And tell me, I'm assuming you are wearing no armor because you're on your peasant guys, right? Correct. So you get a debilitating gash. So you suffer the severely wounded condition and you are also bleeding. You're just covered in blood and you have no idea where the blood is from as you don't sense anything. Your entire chest is covered in blood and you realize that this was so that you old missed the last strike but you push through and your blade just strikes through immediately decapitating Lord Nagokita and completely flooding the futon with blood. Sahina, you enter this room as you hear the so familiar sound of steel carving meat to the bone and the cracking of a katana razor blade against sinew and cartilage. Your eyes adapt to the darkness and you see Minoru covered from chest to toes in blood and a completely massive blood as the massive body of Nagokita lies, head gently rolling to the side. What do you do? There's a moment where I think, honestly, just the first thing that wells up is a little bit of nausea, and he pushes it down and says, Minoru-sama, we must go now. I agree, Hajime. My initial thought was going to be that, like, right now is not the time to do this, but that, like, definitely, he's, like, I mean, Asahina's angry at this at this whole thing to an extent. I think there's just sort of this sort of seething anger that has been building up in him, like this frustration with this entire thing. And so there will come a point where he is going to probably get angry at Minoru. Now I don't think is the time necessarily. Minoru, what do you do? As soon as he sees Hajime is not freaking out because Hajime freaking out would be among the top five worst things that could happen right now. Does Minoru see Nagakita's Kabuto? Well, not now. Do you want to, to bring a light here? Yes, as quickly as possible. You lit a lantern, and you see his kabuto, you see his body, you see the books, you see his daisho. Part of it's still bloody with you. I, you don't know how. I mean, you're fine. You're definitely not bleeding. And you see the head permanently locked in a state of hateful determination. Minoru is going to grab the head and the daisho and quickly say, Hajime, grab the kabuto and the book and let's go. Hajime says nothing and does that. Hajime, so you are pretty sure you got the right thing and you grab the helmet. And Minoru, which definitely is not bleeding, what do you do? Grab the head, the die show, and make a quick and ugly escape. So, uh, Yuzume, Eiko, what are you doing? I imagine we would have, like, we would have hung around for a little while inside and then tried to leave and hide somewhere nearby so that we could keep an eye out. My assumption was that Aiko and Yuzume are somewhere nearby the location and ready to leave whenever they come out. Are you still on the guest house or have you gone to the stables? We're at the stables or wherever we plan to rendezvous. You hear rushed footsteps and you see Asahina carrying a bundle of books and letters and a helmet. Asahina-san. But you only see Asahina. Where is Minoru? Yeah, he was right in front of you. You were running together in the dark. Aiko reaches out to take the objects and stow them on the horse. Yeah, he uh, Asahina hands him over. Miro, you are running right by Ajime's side. And suddenly you feel pushed by some forces being rammed by something. And you are lifted and pushed against the, uh, the walls of the monastery. You look down and you see a figure of shadows coalesced. And you see the figure of Lord Nagokita crushing you against the wall and it seems to be strangling you 
and as you struggle to breathe, your ears start ringing and you can only hear bells. What do you do? Is the figure of Nagokita physically close? I know he's dead. He's strangling you, so yes. Minoru is going to start when he had to have picked up through years of his adult life being haunted some sort of prayer to ward off ghosts. And Minoru is just going to start as much as he can reciting it. So you are muttering the prayer against ghosts as you are lifted by the snarling Northern Lagokita and you're being strangled, strangled. And suddenly you fall, look up and instead of Nagokita, you see your brother laughing and you realize that your numb hand bleeding is strangling you and keeps strangling you until you lose consciousness. And you are now unconscious, bleeding somewhere in the vegetables gardens in the dark. We cut to the others. Moments pass and it becomes clear that for some reason Minoru did not make it. Hajime, you knew that he was bleeding. Maybe something happened to him? Maybe it was too much? Yeah, I just, like, after I've kind of shoved this, like, these books and this, this Kabuto into Aiko's hands, I, I turn and I start heading back the other way, like a, like a dipshit. Jizumi is also going? Oh, yeah, she's, she's going right after him. This is quite distressing. Or at least it should be. You are literally running in the dark. I was going to ask, yeah, I was assuming that I was like, I was going to say, hey, does this stress Hajime out really badly? Uh, That's the question. It does not. Suddenly you have this sense of purpose that all that matters is finding Minoru. You get the feeling that you have not even noticed the darkness, even when it is all around you. How does that feel you? It's, I mean, it's, it is, it's two things. It's the suddenness of that realization, because up until now, we've just been sort of single-minded, and now I'm kind of able to, like, realize that. But then furthermore, it's also just the notion of having to go searching through the dark to find someone is inherently very, like, it, it, it makes Hajime uncomfortable, just because that is literally in the most direct way possible facing his fear. <laughs> Both of you, you find Minoru, which for some reason is near what seems to be uh, damage on the wall. And there is some debris laying all over him as he lies bleeding out, his mouth covered with his own blood. And you realize that you have to stop the bleeding or he might die before you are able to get away. I think Hajime turns around and says, Yuzume-san, see if you can stop his bleeding. I will keep an eye out. I I will try. And she rushes over. Am I able to assist on this? Okay, um, I do. I think it's just based on the fact that I am very strong. So I am able to, like, at least hold the wound, like, you know, very tightly so that uh, Yuzume can see and, and work. Yeah, she's she's gonna just sort of stop. Like she's she's knelt down next to Minoru and Hajime's there, and she's just shaking a little bit. And she's like, "It's it's it's happening again. It can't happen again. Like I I'm not letting it happen again." And she's you know finding it hard to control her volume, and she bites down on her lip so hard that it bleeds. And kind of as that's happening. I think Hajime uses his other hand and grabs her by the shoulder, which he's probably never done, and says, Yuzume-san, make it matter. We need to leave. So you managed to stabilize the wound, but uh, he's still unconscious, so Hajime has to carry him. And you break back to the stables, and, well, you can just leave to get on your horses and leave. Uh, yeah, I think Hajime fired like fireman carries him back to the horses, basically. What do we see as the three of you ride into the night? As we get to the horses, Hajime is bent down over Minoru and trying to sort of lightly sort of shake him awake. Does he wake up? Then I think, would it be possible to put him on my horse and make sure that he, like, you know, stays relatively upright? Yeah. Okay, then, uh, yeah, Hajime does that and tells the other two to ride towards the front. 
so that they can keep eyes out and we run the fuck away. The Emerald Lands, their wonders and horrors were played by Ludo. They can be found at Delethiel on Twitter and Ichio, as well as at Heroes of the Republic. Bayushi Minoru was played by Brad. He can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian. Sakai no Doji Eiko was played by Evan. He can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite, Discord as Pushimushi1871, and on fellow L5R actual play, Secondhand Strife. Soshi Yuzume was played by Charlie. She can be found on Discord as Rieselian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Asahina Hajime was played by Sam. He can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram at SJSedlacek. I don't know, should This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, courtgamespod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games. This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, courtgamespod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games. This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter, or at their site, courtgamespod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games.